Ladies and gentlemen, this next broadcast could be the most important thing you hear in your life. Whatever you do, make sure you listen to the very end. Thank you very much indeed. Well, here I am back after my uh, my holidays. I didn't take Rob with. Hang on, you, you got you got you went, you you went completely then. Went where? I don't know. <laughs> you were you're still what there. What are you talking about? You just went. Did you move something? Did I? Yeah. Did I? Well, I probably hit the microphone. Oh. I got enthusiastic. Perhaps oh. that's what it was. Okay. Um, how is that? Is that's that better? Yeah, that's better. I'm yes. Still hitting, still hitting the wire. Okay. Don't, don't hear you me. hear that? Yeah, I can hear that. <clears throat> no, sorry. I'm, I'm, it's very remiss of me doing that. I'll try and sit still. It's very difficult when you are me. Oh, shit. <laughs> my leg. Um, so, <clears throat> so anyway, welcome to the programme. Thank you. That's all right. Um, I have had a, a, a marvellous uh, week or so in Yorkshire, seeing my grandchildren, uh, visiting uh, their restaurant and uh, hanging out playing at being a wine waiter, doing that sort of stuff. What was the most expensive bottle you sold? Um, £25. That's all right. Yeah, that's OK. That's not too bad, is it? Mm, that's yeah. all right. It's a, it's a, it's a very cost-effective restaurant. In, in Harrogate, the Italian connection, if you're up in Harrogate, pop in and say hello. Um, so, anyway, what was I going to... It's a very important programme, this very important indeed, because I, I, I had a dream. Are you going to give us a long speech now? No, no, I had a dream um, about America and the upcoming American elections. Right. And I'm very concerned about it. I'm very, very concerned. Having watched a number of documentaries on Sky um, about those people who follow Clinton or what's the other bloke's name? Rump. Rump, yeah. Clinton or Rump. Um I'm, I'm concerned that whoever wins, the other party are going to be very hostile. And there's one lot who said, oh, we must all arm ourselves, we must all arm ourselves and make sure we're ready for, uh, for, for you know, for the outcome. And I'm, I'm, I really think there is a possibility that America could descend into a civil war. Again? Yeah, I am concerned about that. I mean, it's, it, it is basically, I'm sorry to say this to Americans listening, it is basically a third world country. There are towns and cities in America which look like the apocalypse has already happened. Hills Have Eyes film comes to mind. Yes. I am concerned that there could be a civil war in America. And who's going to sort the civil war out? Or do I don't know. Mean? I don't know who's going to sort the civil war out. It might, it might well have to be us. Uh, you know, we sort everything out, don't we? That's the problem. There is an argument, I suppose, for Britain taking over everything. Like a big mother nation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just a thought. Um, and, of course, if you're interested, you know where to get hold of me, jameswellradio at gmail.com. Um, anyway, welcome to the programme. Uh, slightly depressed, just it just occurred to me, I don't know if anybody else thinks there's a possibility of a civil war in the United States. I get really annoyed as well when they go to these going, USA, USA, USA. And they're usually fat and rather ugly people who chant it. 
But I suppose nothing can be done about that. Dieting is... Uh... Yeah, dieting. I mean, America is too fat, isn't it? There are people starving because they haven't got enough food, no money and no work. And the rest of them look really fat. I think we have our own problems, though. Well, no, I don't. I don't think we have any problems compared with the United States. And I saw, uh, saw one guy, I, I, one of our journalists, on a talk radio station uh, over there, and the bloke was being all very, you know, we're, we're Americans, you know, we're the best country in the world. And at the end he said, and by the way, whoever wins, Trump or Hillary, uh, we are still going to be better. Than, I'm, I'm not being rude now, but we are a better, more successful nation than Britain. Well, no, you're not, actually. You are a rather underachieving lot. And to be quite honest, America seems to hold the rest of the world back slightly. Or am I, am I being unfair? At this point, I'm going to refuse to comment. Yeah, oh, just a thought, just a thought. Um, anyway, nice to have you with us, uh, whether you're listening on your uh, favourite local radio station or whether you are listening online or whether you're listening from a spaceship circling the, uh, the planet. Uh, nice to have you with us. Um, now, should we talk about UKIP? Uh, yeah, why not? Yes. You know, and, and as you know, listen, I think what we'll do is direct, if you're a new listener, there is an interview I did, uh, must be about a year ago, with Nigel. I think it's a bit longer than a year. It's more like two and a half years ago. It's not, is it really? Yeah. <clears throat> Might be time to do another one then. Uh, yes. Um, is he doing anything important at the moment? Not really, no. But we'll get to that in a minute. Um, so Nigel Farage, who happens to be, uh, well, not a distant, not too distant a neighbour of mine, and uh, a man, I have to say, a man I like. Um, I don't really share anybody's political views. I have my own, as you probably well know. And they don't align themselves with any political party. Um, but Nigel's a good bloke to have a drink with, uh, nice to hang out with, and um, has found himself in this uh, strange position that uh, he set up this party, UKIP, to uh, remove us from the European Union, which he's achieved. Although I have to say this, I don't think at any time Nigel ever really set out to have a complete and utter break. I think what he wanted was to, to return it to what we voted for, um, a common market. I think he was keen that we keep the common market, but various other rules and regulations that have slipped in to the European Union over the many years we've been members have sort of uh, become a little bit more like a, a dictatorship rather than anything else. Well, anyway, um, so here we are. We find ourselves out of the European Union for better or for worse. That's the way it seems to be going at the moment. And uh, Nigel tried to get himself out of, of UKIP because obviously there's no future. And that's the thing that I uh, I asked, we'll put this out on Facebook and various other places, and you've responded in your millions as usual. Thank you very much indeed. Um, you can get us on Facebook, of course. Where can they find us on Facebook? Uh, I think if you just search James Whale Show, you'll pop up. Just wanted to hear you mention my name. That sounds good. Um, and, of course, if you go to jameswhaleradio.co.uk, the website, some of you may well be listening to this program at the moment. Um, you can you can listen to all these other programs, including my interview with uh, Nigel Farage. Uh, you reckon two years ago. I thought it was only just uh, um, a few months ago, but there we are. Um, but the question is, since, uh, you know, since the, the altercation, punch-up, whatever you want to call it, um, by uh, Stephen Wolfe and the other bloke who dresses up in rather ridiculous garb. The fact is, let's face it, it was on front page of the front page of the Mail the other day. Um, R.I.P. U.K.I.P. There, there's no more point in UKIP. And, and Nigel aside, I mean, most of them were barking. 
you know, attracted some very strange people who thought that they they uh, once they got in there thought it was a bit of a bit of a laugh and, and realised that perhaps the job of politics is um, is more difficult than they thought, and you get really strange people. And uh, and UKIP was only Nigel Farage, wasn't it? He's huge personality. Um, it achieved what he set out to achieve, so he doesn't want to be involved anymore. Uh, he said he'll run it until they find another leader. But, I mean, it's just going to fall apart, isn't it? I thought they found another leader. Yeah, 18 days she left. I could. I, I told you, didn't I tell you on this programme after she made her initial speech, I said she won't be here very long. I said months ago, UKIP without Nigel doesn't really exist. You've got the... Uh, who's the one who's a failed MP who's married to the, uh, the, the mad woman who's always um, went in the jungle and, oh, gosh... Um, I've interviewed her loads of times and I've forgotten what her real name is, but she calls herself the Battle Axe. And her husband, who's now leader of UKIP in Wales, for some reason. The name Hamilton comes to mind. Ah, oh, Hamilton! Yes, Hamilton, that's it. And, and he's been spouting his mouth off about some bloke called Aaron Banks, apparently, who's um, bankrolling UKIP at the moment. I've never heard of Aaron Banks, it has to be said. Nor me either, but if he wants to bankroll me, he's more than welcome. Yeah, me too. Um, so put this out there. Uh, I said, Nigel's back running UKIP, but the, is there really a need for UKIP as a party anymore? Nigel's only doing it out of the goodness of his heart, by the way, um, and because he hasn't been signed off as the leader yet, so he's still the leader. Um, so is there really any reason for UKIP? David Booth says, uh, we are not independent yet. Yeah, but UKIP's not going to make you independent, is it? Um, Sandy Bannatine says, absolutely, the Liberal Democrats are obviously finished. UKIP are the third party in this country. We can't leave it to the Tories who seem to be doing OK and Labour who can't get rid of their leader. Sandy, you're living under some sort of cloud cuckoo land. The UKIP couldn't achieve anything. They brought up the subject that lots of people wanted to leave Europe. The reason being, I think there's a lot of xenophobes around and lots of, of nutcases, older people who think leaving Europe will take us back to the... It was great in the 50s, wasn't it? Yes. Didn't you have rationing at the beginning of the 50s? Didn't you have appalling rock and roll music with that, that Bill Haley and the flipping comets? Wasn't that all the 50s and, and crap clothes? That, I mean, I don't really remember the 50s, but it seemed, looking at the old movies and, and TV programmes, it was terrible. But there we are, you know, if you're old, you're old, I suppose. Uh, Ian Wilson says, uh, all being well, UKIP name will become obsolete, but the party certainly isn't the most refreshing piece of political interest for many years. I agree with you there, Ian. It has given us something to talk about in the media. But, and it's a big but, Ian, my friend, um, I don't really think there's much uh, they can do anymore. They have no, they have no policies. You know, Nigel, if you talk to Nigel, he talks a good talk and he's an intelligent, clever man. Um, but he can't do it on his own. And, and he's realised that. He can't do it on his own. So he's jumping because, you know, he's done what he set out to do. There's no point in you. Why don't they just close it down? Trev says, 100% need a party with a backbone, not frightened of upsetting the so-called minorities. Well, that's slightly slightly racist, Trev. Why would you want to upset minorities? What minorities are you talking about? You're not suggesting for one moment we all bow uh, to, to uh, religious minorities. I'm irreligious. I'm anti-religion, but I, I, I will support your right to believe whatever you want. We need a party with a backbone, not frightened of upsetting the so-called minorities. Come on, Trev, get into the real world, mate. You're talking rubbish. Or Rollocks. 
Uh, Stuart Thorpe said uh, he would not vote if it was a choice between Labour and the Conservatives. So you waste your vote, Stuart, I suppose. Is that what you're telling me? Or you vote Green. Maybe you're a Green voter. Stuart Thorpe, you sound like a Green voter to me. That's probably what you do. Uh, Steve Kirk said, Labour are dead and buried. We need a party that will look after our interests. You do, you're right, Steve, but you, kid, what are they going to do for you? It's amazing how many people think they're going to be so much better off. Um, I think we're going to be a lot worse off leaving Europe. I think Europe needs complete and utter changing. I think Europe needs... It's closing down and starting again, but I think we have to be involved rather than what we're doing at the moment. Stephen Kirk says Labour are dead and buried. Oh, I just did you, didn't I, Stephen? Uh, Gary says uh, Labour unelectable. UKIP needed, all right. I don't think so. Um, I agree with you about Labour. But UKIP, I mean, you know, you got the bloke, the minute, the, what is he, so-called spokesman on defence dressed up as a prat in the European Parliament. You've got them fighting and arguing, behaving like morons. Come on, UKIP are finished. Leah says, uh, yeah, Brexit, best thing for the UK. A drop in sterling was expected, but will increase exports. It will eventually rise over time. But all this is worth paying the price of freedom. Should never have joined such an undemocratic Soviet socialist system in the first place. Leah, <laughs> I, I wonder what you eat. Perhaps you're on a bad diet, Leah, coming up with stuff like nothing like socialist uh, Russia at all. Obviously, you've never been there. Um, it'll eventually rise over time, but all the, you're talking rubbish. Talking rubbish. I agree that the uh, European Union got too big and it's too um, bureaucratic and needs changing, but you have to be in to change it, don't you? Once we're out, I mean, it's interesting. All the fishermen voted, oh, oh I have this flotilla of boats coming up the Thames. Uh, the fishing industry is probably going to find itself worse off than uh, they were before. Lots of huge infrastructure projects which have been promised billions of pounds from Europe, they're not going to go ahead. They're not going to go ahead. That's going to cause an enormous amount of unemployment. Car manufacturers who base themselves here, and we have got some really good car uh, makers in this country, uh, they're going to leave if things get sticky, if they suddenly find that they get... Uh, uh, taxed on the amount that they export to the European Union, they're going to go to mainland Europe somewhere. Uh, Tony Cook says uh, UKIP have done more than the mainstream parties to give Britain the backbone for it. So what's all this backbone? Where did UKIP's backbone come from? Uh, if they are finished, then at least it has made folk wake up and take an interest instead of people being led by the loony left. Let everybody walk all over us and come in and rape our country our country, what are you talking? Tony, there are some people out there. I worry, Rob, what sort of people are actually getting in touch with this program? Some very, very strange people. I, I, I think, honestly, there, there needs to be some sort of quality control about the sort of listeners we're attracting. So, you want me to edit out all the bad ones and just put through the good ones? No, 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 get the nutters on. I like the nutters. Here's Tony and Leah and Gary and Steve and Stuart and Trev. You know, it's all this we've got to build a wall around the country and not let it. You're living in cloud cuckoo land. We are a country that is very small, very big, uh, if you like, in what we've achieved and what we managed to do in the, in the world. And, and great, we should be an example to a lot of countries. Um, who are not doing as well. We can't cut ourselves off from the rest of the world. <laughs> well, I don't care what you do over there. We're not having nuclear power stations here. But they've got them in France, 25 miles away. So what difference does it make? Ridiculous. Uh, John Singer says, they have done enough frigging damage. Get rid of UKIP. You see, well, well there's one sensible person. 
UKIP, I think, have done us a great favour. I think Nigel had highlighted something that needed to be highlighted. I don't even think Nigel expected the outcome of the referendum, by the way. And now, I tell you this, I think that uh, there's going to be an enormous amount more infighting amongst those people who joined UKIP because they thought Nigel's... And and Nigel's a great orator. He's a brilliant orator um, and uh, has a fabulous... Uh, communication skill, and he will make a great broadcast. I can see him doing a talk radio show here or in America or a TV show. I think he'd be great at that. But I think he will now leave politics because he's done it. He's done it, and he's, he's, it's time for him to go. The problem is you have a lot of these people who suddenly got elected have now talked themselves out of a job. So uh, when we eventually trigger uh, Article 50, which looks like it's going to be next year, beginning of next year, then they're on the way to the Dole office. Because most of them, what are they, what are they going to do, most of them? Uh, Stephen Shawcross says, a pointless party, the job's now done, close it down. It's £800,000 in the red. What I want to know is, how can you, if you are an organisation, nearly a million pounds in the red carry on? Can anybody tell me? Just uh, declare themselves bankrupt, couldn't they, and then start again? Yeah. Oh, OK. Oh, you could do that if, you're, uh, if you have no moral fibre at all, I suppose you could do that. Um, <laughs> so the other thing is that having a go at members of UKIP can guarantee that you get some nutters having a go back. So I can't wait until next week's programme when we should have some more. Uh, so we'll put it out. But again, UKIP, done. Good night. God bless. And relax. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear! I mean, I have interviewed many, uh, and you, you know, there's only one member of Parliament for UKIP, and I've interviewed him a number of times. He complained about me actually when I was working for the BBC. He complained about me. Um, he he said he thought that I hadn't treated him with the respect that he deserved. Which I said, well, I think if he deserved respect, he would uh, he he would get it. And I didn't treat him without respect. I just asked him questions he didn't have any answers to. So then he got in touch with my boss and said, I'm not coming on your radio station again if it's going to be... uh, And and the boss of the radio station said, could you send a little note apologising to him? I told her what to do as well. Let it go. You've left now. Left what? Uh, Oh, that particular radio station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can hear me on talk radio. Different times of day, I'll I'll let you know when. I think I'm on next... uh, Well, I could tell you. I could look in my diary and tell you when I'm on next, shall I? Uh, I'm on Sky the 9th. Sky on the 9th. Sunday the 9th, yep. Yep. Uh, Tuesday the 11th and 12th of this month, that's next week. Okay. Depends when you're listening to this programme, doesn't it? Uh, 7 o'clock until 10 o'clock in the evening. 7 till 10, that's a good slot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Following week, uh, 10 o'clock until 1, I'm going to do the Wednesday and Thursday on that one. Mm Mm-hmm. And then on the Monday, I'm going to do 10 until 1 as well the 24th, and uh, and then I'll give you some more dates later as they come in. Every Saturday morning, BBC Radio Kent. You can hear me 10 o'clock until, uh, until 2 in the afternoon. Four hours of fun. Um, so there we are. So I am still uh, doing some radio, and, of course, you can hear this fantastic programme, the James Whale Radio Show, coming to you on every platform. Is it time for a commercial break? Have you thought about going to our shop? Well, it's a fabulous James Whale store, open for you to browse now. Just go to jameswhaleradio.co.uk and have a look in the shop. Baseball caps, just like Trump's, but with my name on, T-shirts, mugs. Uh, You can get copies of a fabulous book called Almost a Celebrity. 
Uh, I think there'll have to be a new uh, a, a new chapter added to it now as well, really, what it was like to be in the Big Brother house. Um, and uh, there's lots more, isn't there, in there? Yeah, there's lots more. There's videos. There's all yeah. sorts on there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So go to jameswellradio.co.uk and spend a few hours wandering around the different things you can see, some things you can buy, some things you can look at, old TV shows. It's amazing what Robbo has managed to get there. Yes, I put loads up. Loads and loads and loads. Did you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you even had me going around in um, uh, in, uh, in Chicago, didn't you? I've had you going around in swimming trunks in a hotel. Have you? Mm. Oh, right, okay. Well, the less about that, the better. <laughs> um, and, oh, yes, great news coming out is, of course, that uh, Bros look like they might get back for one night only next August. I told you. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, it's supposed to be a secret. Well, they didn't tell me that it was supposed to be a secret. Yeah, well, there we are. Um, in fact, we've got Luke and I think we've got Matt on the programmes, uh, haven't we? We have indeed, and uh, we've yeah. been playing Matt's uh, new single over the last few weeks, I think. Yeah, which is good. I like it. Mm. Maybe we should play it again. Uh, we can put it on towards the end of the show, I think. Yeah, why don't we finish with it? We can do that. That'd be a good idea, wouldn't it? Uh, in the meantime, um, if you want to be on the programme, if you want to uh, play uh, some music, if you have a, a CD or a, I don't know, what other sort of way you can get in touch, you can send us your music. Can't promise if it's any good, we might put it on. We we put on worse, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is good, though. This is Chris Jewell in a track called Rise and Fall. about a sound that I could play aloud to a brand new crowd Oh you, what a pretty thing And I'll sing it again like Oh you, what a pretty thing And I'll sing it out loud I'm living with a broken heart Nothing was easy I'm living with a hole in my heart Nothing could please me You push me down to the ground You watch me rise and fall I said I'm living with a broken heart Nothing was easy Cause I'm the first to stare Into the eyes of despair So I tried to make it a new high But looking across the bar I love you so good lies Oh, I wish that you'd believe And I'll sing it again like Oh, I wish that you'd believe And I'll sing it out loud I'm living with a broken heart Nothing was easy I'm living with a hole in my heart Nothing can please me Push me down to the ground You watch me rise and fall I said I'm living with a broken heart And nothing was easy I'll never understand When you would take my hand And leave me on this trail You know I'd always fail It's such a mystery 
it's never enough. I'm living with a broken heart, and nothing was easy. I'm living with a hole in my heart, and nothing could please me. You pushed me down to the ground, you watched me rise and fall. I said, I'm living with a broken heart. Whoa, no, 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 no. I'm living with a broken heart, and nothing was easy. I'm living with a hole in my heart. Okay, there we are, Chris Jewell and uh, Rise and Fall. Where did we get Chris Jewell from? Uh, he sent his uh, track in and we played it. Yeah, very nice. Very good. Very good indeed. Very, very nice. Uh, if you have one, send it in. You know the address, jameswellradio at gmail.com, jameswellradio at gmail.com. And uh, if you are a radio station who would like to take this program, that's the same address. And you can find out how you can put this program out on your radio station. Now, uh, what are we going to? What else was I going to talk about today? Uh, oh, I know. I was going to talk about the NHS, wasn't I? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The NHS. Uh, uh, and um, I don't. Okay, there's not. It'd be great if UKIP had any policies at all, um, apart from leaving the. Oh, I want to leave the European Union. Everything will be fine. Which, unfortunately, uh, Nigel never really said. But uh, unfortunately, some people just uh, don't listen, shout their mouths off and don't listen, or if they don't like it, they have a fist fight. Um, so the NHS invests heavily, as we all know, in training doctors. And I asked this question as well, uh, which you've uh, responded to, I'm so glad to see. Um, should newly qualified doctors be made to work a minimum amount of time in the UK before taking their skills abroad, seeing that we paid for them? Now, uh, Theresa May has said that this is something that uh, is going to happen, that doctors who are trained uh, for the NHS by the NHS who get their training in this country will have to work for the NHS for at least four years. Well, I don't. doesn't it take five or six years to train to become a doctor? Maybe it should be the same amount of time that you've trained. You should then have to work um, here because we've trained you. And uh, I think that uh, that goes without saying, doesn't it? Um, so we put this out, loads of response. Thank you very much indeed. Kathy Hall, hello, Kathy. She says, yes, good idea. But working conditions would help them to want to stay in the country. Good working conditions, yeah. Um, well, somebody's got to be prepared to say that the health service is not uh, now the greatest in the world, and we have to do something about it. I mean, we have great doctors and great nurses and very committed, but some of them just can't do the jobs because of the way it's run and set up. Um, Dave Harnesty says, in the army, we used to have a trade restriction after being sent on a course, so why not? You know, if if you learn your skill and your trade, and it's paid for through the taxes of the people in this country, then you should not be able to go and work anywhere else um, until you've you've done your time, if you like, working here. Uh, James Watson said, those aspiring to be doctors invest a significant amount of money uh, for their education and significant amount of time working in the NHS. Yes, but uh, not enough, James. That's the whole thing. Uh, you can, you know, you, I'm not really sure what the cost of to being a doctor is now. In fact, they're, they're talking about not actually charging those people who wish to train to be doctors at all or nurses because we need to train more. We put a limit. Is it something like 6000 a year 
when the NHS at the moment is something like, and I don't know the exact figures I should do, but uh, a producer of this programme hasn't supplied them to me, so I can't tell you, um, something like we sh- 36,000 doctors short or something like that. Where are all these 6,000 doctors going then? Well, they've got to be trained. It takes five years, so they're not going anywhere at the moment. Yeah, but every year there's 6,000 being produced, surely. Well, yeah. Um, And there are people retiring continually. There are people sadly dying. There are people who give up. So it's not really... When you you think of the amount of people who work in the NHS, it's not a huge amount. Mm. In fact, it's not big enough. So that's why we have lots of doctors now working here in the NHS and nurses from abroad. I'm going to do some research. Well, I wish you would. That's what producers are there for. (laughs) Sorry, I'll, I'll do some research. Steve Kirk says they should be forced to commit a set amount of time for 10 years after qualifying, he says. So Steve says even more. Uh, Clive Hardesty must be related to Dave Hardesty, I suppose. Hello, both of you. I wonder what sort of relationship they are. Husband and husband? Brothers? What do you think? Uh, Father and son. Oh, father and son, yeah, could be. Um, Yes, because they uh, qualify here and go to places where they earn more, so much for dedication... Uh, To the sick, it's a well-paid job in private um, uh, America, so train there. Uh, Gene Penfold says, yes, and nurses, before they choose to go to agencies, we've paid for their training and they should honour this privilege. Good point, Gene. Uh, John Jack Dogboat Doyle. Ridiculous name, John, may I say. Um, It doesn't happen in football. Uh, free to go where they wish. Once trained by the club, transfer fee pending. I say sell the doctors to somewhere else for a fee if they wish to leave. You're an idiot. Uh, Paul Evans says, totally agree. Also, if they was treated better, we would not be having this topic now. It's not about treating the doctors better. It's about organising the NHS. The NHS has become so big and so badly organised. And of course, as soon as any political party starts saying, we're going to do this with the NHS, then the other one starts saying, oh, you're selling it off, you're privatising it. Well, maybe some privatisation isn't a bad thing. It seems to be happening at the moment. And here's another thing. Think on this. If you get something free, oh, we pay our stamp, but our stamp, not really enough to cover uh, the NHS. And lots of people don't pay a stamp, do they? Lots of people, you know, seem to abuse the NHS who who don't seem to pay for anything. And all I'm suggesting is if you want to go and visit A&E because you're a bit pissed or if you have to go and see your GP or you go there regularly, maybe a fee should be charged. If you're seriously and very ill, then obviously the fee would not be taken. But if you just go and say, I've got a bit of a cold, doctor, can you give me something for it? And you say, why didn't you go to the chemist and buy yourself some aspirins? Well, I thought I'd come here first. You know, maybe someone like that should should have to pay £10, £20 for a visit, and they might think uh, more about going there. Uh, Paul Evans agrees with me, which is good. Um, and Adam Talbot says, certainly, to pay for the education fee, taxpayers' money, I mean, back with interest, please. So I think a lot of you agree. Makes it difficult for me when I, I obviously said something sensible. Yeah, this one they agree on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, okay, there we are. You're listening to James Well and the James Well Radio Show coming to you from, well, I don't know, you might be listening on your mobile phone driving along with your phones in at the moment. You might be listening on uh, on an internet radio station. You could be listening anywhere. You could be sitting in the bath listening, couldn't you? I could be, but I'm, I'm sat on my no. desk. 
Yeah, and I'm sat in my studio. So why don't we uh, why don't we do tech talk? Okay. Tech talk, sponsored by Oda UK. Sweat, smell as good as your friends. Sweat, the 100% recycled new body spray from Oda UK. People seem to love that sweat fragrance flying off the shelves, apparently. Well, maybe we should make it. <laughs> maybe you should sweat a lot. Dilute yeah. it a little bit because, you know, sweat, sort of sweat undiluted is a bit, dis- but, but dilute it with a bit of Welsh mountain stream water. Right. And and then um, and then actually uh, we could flog it, couldn't we, on the website? We <laughs> we could do, yes. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay, uh, tech talk, off you go. This week again, Samsung has had another disaster. Apparently, even replacement Samsung phones also explode because one exploded after being replaced on a plane yet again. Why don't people just stick to Apple? Well, now that you mentioned Apple, there is some good news. Uh, the iOS 10 update has gender equal emojis. What are gender equal emojis? I didn't know they had any sort of sexual parts. Well, the um, for example, if you wanted to put a picture of a policeman in your text, it would yeah. be a policeman, not a policewoman. A fireman, not a fire... Is it, I suppose you'd call it a fire person, wouldn't you, to be... Uh... I don't know. I mean, why, why, why tamper with everything? So now uh, there are a lot more ladies in the emojis. Yeah. It's almost getting very difficult to be a white middle-class male, isn't it? Well, for some people, it's very difficult. You know, you're lucky you live in Wales, so you're a minority anyway. <laughs> but do you, 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 you know, I mean, that's where... And unfortunately, white middle-class male men, well, all men are male, aren't they? What the hell am I talking about? Um, There are a lot of very thick ones, too, who sadly look a bit like me, you know, with sort of shaved heads and... uh, and, uh, I I do... I might change. What, change your look? Change... Yeah, I might... I don't don't know. I mean, I'm beginning to think a lot of people who who just behave a stereotypical sort of thick way. And it embarrasses me as a, 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 you know, a sort of, I don't know what you call me really, a sort of middle, I am, I'm, I am middle class. Um, uh, I don't think, I don't think there's, there's either, there's, there's, there's poor people, middle people and very wealthy people in this country. I don't know if it's class anymore. It's all money. I'm sort of in the middle, a bit like you. Well, no, you're rich, aren't you? Um, but I, I, do, you, do you know, there's so so many people go around giving white middle-class people a bad name and behaving appallingly. There was this bloke um, who who's just been done for a football manager of some small club. I can't remember. I just saw it on the, uh, on the TV news in passing the other day. Um, and he said women should be uh, kept in the bedroom and the bathroom and not allowed to uh, to play football or something like that. And he's been fined quite rightly and censured by the uh, FA. But, you know, he's, I mean, admittedly, he's an old bloke and a bit stupid, obviously. But people go around saying such ridiculous things and then you get all this gender equality. And it's not surprising, is it, really, when when people just can't behave in a sensible manner. I don't like being told what to do. 
But I would never suggest that, that a woman is inferior to a man. Why would anybody do that? And some people actually believe it. You know, if you go to other countries while I'm on this, if you go to some of these uh, hardline um, Arab states or, or uh, people who believe, you know, it's it, by the way, it's not just Muslim uh, people who believe women should be seen in a, in a second-class role. I mean, Christianity's like that as well. You know, really, these two great religions, while I'm on about this, these two great religions, here we are, Christianity and Islam, they all think women should take a background role. It, <laughs> there's been so much, so much upset about a woman being appointed as a bishop. And remember when, when women were allowed to be vicars, I... There were some people who thought the world would end. Am I upsetting you? Is this too, too, a little bit too much for you to bear? Well, you know, I'm just thinking, you know, this is a really interesting tech talk. Well, yeah. Oh, were we on tech talk? Why were we doing tech talk? Oh, yeah, the emoji thing. Oh, sorry, yeah. Oh, well, you get, get on with it then. Go on. <laughs> it doesn't matter, really. No one really listens to what I've got to say anyway. Carry on. <laughs> Back to what I was talking about. So, you know, it, 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 this whole gender equality or ge gender inequality, I blame it on religion when I think about it. And it's funny, isn't it? All these religious people, they all dress up sort of semi-female. Semi they wear these sort of floaty frock things, don't they? Floaty frock things? Well, they do, don't they? They, they you know, they, they have to dress up. Why do people in religion have to dress up? What is, what, what is this necessity to dress up to show that you are from a religion? Well, I suppose it's so you know who they are, I suppose. Is it? Oh, right, OK. The amount of money that some of these people spend on their religious clothes is a poor... I mean, I don't know, is it, is it the, the Pope's garb is cost fortune, sewn with, with um, gold thread or something like that? I don't know. And the Bishop of... Was it that the Archbishop of Canterbury just got a new costume and it's cost a fortune? Costume? What? A costume, yeah. Well, what would you call it? An outfit, I suppose. What's the difference between an outfit and a costume? Well, a costume is, I suppose, it's something you wear in panto. Well, there we are. Well, there we go. Tech talk, there well, we are. Well... Yeah, tech talk and religion. <laughs> a religious tech talk. That was quite good, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's just it's, it's a good topic. I might do this on the radio. Well, I'm on the radio, but next time I do talk radio, I'll be like, that's cool. Why is religion so against women? I mean, look at these poor women in, in uh, who come from Saudi Arabia and they come over to this country and you see them in Oxford Street in London walking behind their men and covered from head to foot with a little slit for their eyes. Mind you, if I get a, get a view of some of these eyes, are really attractive eyes. A lot of makeup. You know, if you go to Saudi Arabia as a woman, you are supposed to cover your head because they find it offensive to see hair. I will be okay then. Um, but perhaps when they come over to this country, they should be made to uncover their heads so uh, that they they um, follow our customs. Sorry, you haven't said anything for a while. What's wrong? I'm um, I'm okay. I'm just I'm just busy. I'm um, doing some paperwork. Are you working out what to edit out of this show? I bet. Yeah, I thought so. Um, so anyway, listen, I had a great time in Yorkshire. Did you? Yeah, like, have you ever been to Yorkshire? Of course I've been to Yorkshire. 
Yeah, I don't know. Lots of people happened up into North Yorkshire. Really, I've, I'd forgotten how big it was. If you go to uh, to my Twitter site at the James Well, you'll have seen some some photographs I've put out. I saw them on Facebook the other night. I did put some there. You're right. Yeah, forgot about that. I get I get more excited about Twitter than Facebook. Well, they each do different things, I suppose. Well, I use Facebook to get response for the program. Mm. If we were to do it live, we could give out a phone number. We did try that, but uh, you you said we couldn't always be in the same place at the same time, so it didn't really work. No, no, it doesn't. Hmm. Which is a shame, really. I'd like to do. We should do a live one of these one day. Well, we can do a live one. We just set up a Facebook stream and a Periscope stream. We could set them all up yeah. at the same time and uh, get a get a, t- a pay as you go telephone and give out the number. Okay. Well, why don't we do that? There we go. Hmm. All right. Okay. Um, right. Should we? Uh, did you want to plug a film or anything like that or not? I don't want to plug a film. I, I saw the um, Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children, and that must have the the zippiest title of any movie I've ever seen. Yeah. How you the go? Woman with a crossbow on the front. It's uh, it's all right. It's okay. A bit silly. But, um, yeah. It's okay. I won't be watching it. No, it's not your kind of film. Is it not? No. Oh, okay. Um, I was going to talk about fracking, um, but I might leave fracking to next week because it's not going anywhere. No, it's still there, isn't it? The need to um, drill. Frack, yeah. Yeah. I saw a woman on the news, complete, she lived obviously on a huge main road, lots of traffic, you know, one you, you, you can't cross, one of those roads, yeah. an A road, and she came out of her house and said, they're going to frack in the field opposite. I don't know what I'm going to do, the noise. Oh, it's... I thought you won't be able to hear it. The traffic noise is horrendous. They could hardly hear what she was saying. Doesn't fracking set fire to your water? No. Oh. You know, what do we... Listen, all these... I have to say, when I was uh, driving up to Yorkshire, the amount of solar farms that are being built along the motorways is amazing. I just hope we get enough sun. Oh, we've got enough sun. The sun's always there. Yeah, I know, but it's not always out in this country, is it? Yeah, you get no electricity at night time. Yeah, yeah. Right, um, do we want to finish on questions or or what? Yeah, we'll we'll finish on questions. Yeah, we always like to do this if you're a new listener. Uh, Questions for me because, of course, I I know the answers. Okay, are you ready? Yeah, yep, yep. Jamie Robinson, does the body rule the mind or does the mind rule the body? Well, it, probably in your case, neither, Jamie, but most of the time the mind rules the body. Okay. And uh, sometimes the body goes a bit strange and then it can all fall apart. Anyway, yes, go on. Uh, Lucy Anscombe. Lucy. Uh, random question, but here goes. When people say, I'm as happy as Larry, who was Larry? Oh, interesting. Very interesting question, Lucy. Well, Larry... Um, was a guy who lived about 150 years ago, and I think he lived down in Dorset. And why I think he lived in Dorset, I don't know. Uh, but he was a very happy man, and so happy that news of his happiness spread throughout the land, and it became a saying, happy as Larry, because until that point, Larry was thought to be the happiest person in the United Kingdom. Is that true? 
Okay. Uh, Danny Costello. Hi, did, Danny. Did the struggle with your cancer some years back stand as a milestone? Did it change your outlook? Uh, oh, sensible question, Danny. Um, did it... Uh, yeah, it did act as a milestone. I have life before cancer and life after. Uh, did it change your outlook? It changed it in as much as it makes you aware of your own mortality and that we have a certain amount of time here to do what we do. Uh, don't waste it. Get on and do what you want to do is now my uh, my motto. Um and it doesn't have to be travel. People say, oh, travel everywhere, go and see everything. It doesn't have to be that at all. It might be things that you particularly want to do. And, you know, you might just want to enjoy your garden. You might want to enjoy your friends or your house or whatever. None of us, nobody listening knows when their time is up. For some of us, it could be tomorrow. It could be the next couple of hours. It could be in 10, 20, 30, 40 years in the future. Who knows? Just if people stop wasting their time, I, I look at the problems of the world I see the the hardship and the upset um, in Syria at the moment and other parts of the world too. I see children being maimed. I see these appalling people from IS who've recently been filmed uh, chopping the hands off children for some strange reason. And I think, what on a... These people obviously are mentally ill and they need to be treated. But for the rest of us who aren't mentally ill... Stop worrying about things that don't really matter. That's why I get annoyed when people say, oh, we left Europe now, it's going to be great, and we're going to build our own wars up. I mean, for goodness sake, it's not going to make much difference to most of you at all. Um, stop worrying about things like that. Get on with trying to make the world a better place for everybody. And at the moment, we are doing, I think, as um, a species completely the opposite. Forget about global warming and all these sort of things. Work on just trying to make your own life and the life of the people around you a bit better. Oh, gosh, that was a bit deep. Oh, um, Jonathan Cooper. Ross comeback. Good or bad thing? Well, Ross brothers are friends of mine, so it must be good. But it's not a comeback. It's, a, it's an anniversary show, 30 years from when they started, uh, they're going to do a one-off performance only. Uh, Matt's following his own musical career, and Luke, of course, very successful in Hollywood as an actor. So they're not going to allow it to, uh, I don't think, to dominate them again. But so many fans would like them to make a comeback. They were so big in the 80s. And then, of course, it all went wrong, as everybody knows, and lots of people have wanted them to come back to do a sort of farewell concert 30 years on. And that's what they're going to do, apparently. Bill Roberts, do you have to be good at fighting to be a UKIP MEP? <laughs> I don't know that you have to be good at it, but it probably helps. Anyway, there won't be any before long, Bill, so I wouldn't worry about it. Uh, Michael Otham, can you put a fruit pastel in your mouth without chewing it? Um, I wouldn't put a fruit pastel in my mouth because they're very bad for your teeth. And uh, K. Fowl, BSC. Is that a qualification? I don't know. Probably just a um, um, probably just a reflection of her. Anyway, yes, Kay. Uh, is it okay to put up Christmas decorations in October? Uh, in my mind, it's not. Uh, well, no, actually, because it depends what you, Christmas is to you. Christmas is uh, is just a bit of a booze up to me. Uh, you can put Christmas decorations up whenever you want. I think around about November time they put them up in my uh, my local curry house. Did he ever go up in your house? No, I don't. I don't. I don't send cards, and I don't do Christmas. Not because you know. I mean, uh, if I had children, maybe we would. Or if the dogs 
actually wanted it, maybe we would. But, you know, Mrs. W and I don't really do Christmas. We gave up sending Christmas cards years ago. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, you do, I mean, why do you send them? You're not a religious person. Why would you send them? It's got nothing to do with religion. Really? Christmas is all about <laughs> Christmas is all about Coca-Cola. Is it? Yeah, have you know, Father yeah. Christmas is only red because of Coca-Cola <laughs> made him red. Is that right? Yeah, it's true. Oh, right. Yeah, that's why he sponsors yeah. Coke. Well, or is the other way around? I don't know. I, I just I think it's just a waste of time. Um, myself, everybody gets so upset about Christmas and so upset about um, whether or not somebody sent them a Christmas card. That uh, listen, if you can, if you want to put Christmas decorations up, dear, you put them up. Can't you just send me a Christmas email? No, oh. no, I don't do any of that rubbish. No, I'm not going to do that. Seasons greetings? No. Not even season's greetings. Happy New Year. Uh, if it may, no, it, uh, I wish you all the best for the new year. Well, that's a start, I suppose. Yeah. Um, right, must go. Listen, thanks very much indeed to everybody for uh, for listening to our uh, podcast radio show this week. And uh, if you thought this was bad, go to the website, listen to some of the others. jameswhaleradio.co.uk, produced and directed by Rob. Merry Christmas, James. to the James Whale Radio Show. 
For more information, visit www.jameswhaleradio.co.uk. Why not check us out on facebook.com slash show or follow James on Twitter at the James Whale. James Whale, the voice of reason.